Megan. And Kimberly. And you've been to room 237, The Bonus. The Bonus. Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> I just got really excited there for a minute. Huh? Watermelon sugar? Yeah. Mm. Okay. I haven't listened in like three days. Oh. I'm putting myself on like a watermelon sugar break, mm. like rehab for watermelon sugar. And I only let myself listen to it like once a week. It's probably a good call. Um, It was multiple times a day, every day. And mm-hmm. so it I- was excessive. <laughs> yeah. I feel as if I'm making progress. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Kim. Thank you. It takes a lot to admit when you have a problem. I know. And I did. And that's the first step. And, and it really I am is, working. Yeah. So. And she's in rehab now I for am. watermelon sugar. Yeah. So. But it doesn't help that you got me a Harry Styles <laughs> air freshener for my car. He's so cute in that it, air freshener. It's It's so tiny. And I'm like, ooh, there's Harry. I should play. Well. No, I can't. Once an addict, always an addict. And it's a well, slippery slope. on the plus side, you very rarely get in your car and drive anywhere. That's so true. That's true. <laughs> I'm not tempted as much anymore. Yeah, there's that. So what did we do last week? So we did Wreck last week, which was a found footage Film, horror film, um, a woman and her cameraman film the show. Mm-hmm. They go to the fire station to like just film what life is like. They get a call to an apartment building, which is infected with zombies. Hijinks ensue. Well, great recap. We usually don't do a recap, but we got one. <laughs> and I wasn't mad at it. All right. All so right. might make that a new thing. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm feeling myself now. Like, <laughs> I just made okay. something new. Okay. <laughs> So today, I guess we were going to talk a little bit about like found footage movies. Yeah, cool. Which I didn't realize there were so many of them. And now I want to see all of these on this list. I know. I do enjoy. Is it one of our favorite genres that we just didn't know about? I feel like it might be. I think so, too. Also kind of a guilty pleasure. Yes. Because in my mind, I still want to not like them. I don't know why I have like this prejudice against found footage. Well, because footage. they're not real. And it pisses me off when yeah, things are like Yeah, if they were like real, it'd be a lot cooler. Oh my god, yeah. So <sighs> it makes me upset when things are past or off. It's real, like, this is a true story. Mm-hmm. They've only taken element. But mm-hmm. I like to pretend that all of the found footage films that I'm watching actually happen. You know what I enjoy about found footage is there is, even though we know it's fake and this and that, it's more real feeling than other types of horror movies. You yeah. feel like you're part of it. Which right. is the, the point. So it, it, it's a little scarier almost it psychologically. It's not scary, as you produced, know? you yeah. know, like um, flashy. And, yeah. yeah. And you get like people like panting in real time or like the fucking camera falling or, you yeah. know, or like you can't see what's going on because the camera's facing a weird direction because they're running, you right, know, or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's fun. Interesting hmm. stuff. Let's talk about them. All right. You want me to start? Sure. Okay. Found footage is a film subgenre in which all or a substantial part of the work is presented as if it were discovered film or video recording. Mm-hmm. I always wonder on found footage, like who discovered, who found <laughs> who it? found this? They never say. No, we never <laughs> find out where it was found or how it this was found. This is found by uh, Tim in Boise, Idaho. Yeah. He was walking and I uh, found a tape. I just wonder what Tim was doing. Like where I was Tim in were that you building. looking for something? Or do you think they're like found footage collectors or hunters? I bet they are. Yeah, that would be a fun job. You know, I love exploring and going through other people's shit. Mm. We should start hitting up more like antique shops and stuff. Because mm. I bet there are some like found footage we could probably there. find like haunted dolls and shit there yeah, too. Oh, for sure, haunted dolls. You know, mm-hmm. when I was in Salem, Cass wouldn't let me buy, so we were walking past like this big thrift shop, and there were some dolls in the window that I really wanted to take home. Well, when I go in October, I will buy you one and have it mailed from there. Thank you. You're welcome. My own little Annabelle. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know your address. She she can't stop me from doing what I want. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm not married to her. <laughs> 
So in found footage, the events on the screen are typically seen through the camera of or one or more of the characters involved, often accompanied by like their real time off camera commentary. For added realism, that, that felt like I said, I said it weird. <laughs> Did it? Mm-mm. Okay. For added realism, the cinematography may be done by the actors themselves as they perform and shaky camera work and naturalistic acting are routinely employed. The footage may be presented as if it were raw, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and complete or as if it had been edited into a narrative by those who found it. Yeah. So one of the two. And I like the ones that they just this is Raw. how we found it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. The most common use of this technique is, I mean, horror films. Stuff. I feel like I've never seen a found footage that wasn't a horror no, film. Like, what Have else you? would you do a found footage? Like, this is a wedding that took place in 1982. Here's, here's a found footage <laughs> drama. Boring. Like, I don't care. <laughs> no. We're all no just sitting around bitching at each other? No, yeah, thank you. No. The genre appeals to film producers because of its lower cost. I can see that. As it's believed the illusion of amateur documentary, documentary style allows lower production values than would be accepted on a conventional film, which is very true. It is. Like, the things that we accepted in Blair Witch, we would not accept yeah. in, a, like, a hereditary. I also do remember, though, when Blair Witch came out being one of one of the first yeah. found footage if not the first definitely the first most popular yes um when it came out i remember so many people were like i can't even watch it because it's so shaky it makes me it sick makes to me watch sick. people it. left yeah the theater and they just couldn't stand the shakiness of the camera i'm like what it didn't bother me no not that much not at all. <laughs> in filmmaking the 1980 cult horror feature cannibal holocaust is often claimed to be the first example of found footage the device was popularized by, as we just said, the Blair Witch Project in 1999. Found footage has also been seen in like other recent commercially successful films like Paranormal Activity, Wreck that we just did, mm-hmm. and Cloverfield, which is another really good one. I've seen that one recently, like in the past year. Or have you? I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Cloverfield and Chronicle. Not heard of that one. Me either. So let's talk about some found footage movies, shall we? Yes. So this was a list of like the best found footage movies. So up first, we've got a movie called Creep. I'd like to immediately just say, I don't agree with this. Have you seen Creep? It's not good. Really? People love this movie. Okay. Which is fine. That every to each their own. This is strictly my opinion. I thought it was absolute trash. Trash. Yeah. It's not. It's a lot of it's. Not, however long it is, say it's 100 minutes long, it's 99 minutes of absolutely nothing, and then a minute of, like, something happening, and you're like, that's it, and then it's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to see it. Well, watch oh, I, it. I am going to see it and have my own opinion. You know, the guy who is in it, who, who plays the creepy guy, was in The League. Ooh. That show we like. Yes. Oh, I can't think of his name in The League. He's the one who's married with the wife who's also in The League. Kevin? I think his name in real life is Mark Duplass. So, no, oh. not Kevin. No. The other... <sighs> I'm going to find out. <laughs> I'm going to find out because it's going to bug me. Mm. Yeah, so his name is Mark Duplass or Duplass. We'll just look him up. You'll recognize his face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I can't think of his name. Oh, he's in Creep 1 and Creep 2. Mm-hmm. He's the creep. Oh. It's going to drive me crazy until we figure it out. Pete. Yeah. Pete. Now I kind of want to watch The League again. That was oh my such God, a funny so show. Such a good Niginta, show. Niginta, that's my Niginta. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking taco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
yeah. Yeah, I would like to watch that again. Yeah. Okay. Okay, back to what we're doing here. So Creep is a 2014 American psychological horror film directed by Patrick Bryce. It's filmed as found footage. Bryce portrays a videographer assigned to record an eccentric client. Creep was inspired by Bryce's experiences on Craigslist and the movies My Dinner with Andre, Misery, and Fatal Attraction. Two of those are some of my all-time favorites. You do love some Misery God, and Fatal I Attraction. I love Kathy Bates in Misery, <laughs> and I love Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction. Yeah, Kim loves creepy older ladies. I sure do. I think I got a thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we definitely need that. Because <laughs> Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction, yeah, she was a little crazy, but she was a little hot. <laughs> I just want someone to feel that strongly about mm, me. Toxic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creep received a role premiere at the South by Southwest Film Festival on March 8th, 2014, and film rights were purchased then by Radius TWC shortly thereafter. Creep received positive reviews from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. The film has an approval rating of 90%. Yeah. So when you said like you didn't like it, I was surprised. I mean, watch it at I your am. own risk. I'm not saying like don't watch it, but that's my opinion. It's strictly my my opinion. The critical consensus states a smart oddball take on found footage horror creep is clever and well acted enough to keep viewers on the edge of their seats mm-hmm. okay <laughs> but, but apparently not megan except, on the edge of her except megan <laughs> on metacritic the film has a score of 74 out of 100 based on just six reviews though mm. but uh they're generally generally favorable reviews so yeah i just can't state enough how stupid i thought this movie was also you know what other movie i really did not like mm. it comes at night another movie where absolutely nothing fucking happens which one is that one it comes at that's night. another maybe it's me and it obviously is me i'm just maybe it's too stupid to get the very subtleness oh, I like of that it one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody likes that one. It was dumb. There, nothing happened. Again, absolutely dick happened, and then it was over. It was it was tense, though. No, it was boring. <laughs> I like it. I wasn't night. tense at all. So, all right, all right. So I'm going I'm to watch what? Creep. The, it comes at night, has a cool cover picture, and you're like, ooh, that guy looks scary as fuck. He's got black eyeballs. Like this, you know, black-eyed kids freak me mm-hmm. out. So I'm like, this is going to be good as it's shit, good. right? Nothing fucking comes at night. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Nothing comes. Okay. Spoiler alert. It's just two families. You know what comes at night? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Boredom and some wow. sleep. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. The next movie on our list is Lake Mungo. Now, have you seen this one? No. But I do love Australian horror films, mm. so I probably would like it. Okay. Lake Mungo is a 2008 Australian psychological horror film. It was written and directed by Joel Anderson, and it stars Talia Zucker and Martin Sharp. It uses mockumentary-style storytelling with found footage and docufiction elements, using actor interviewees to present the narrative of a family trying to come to terms with the drowning death of their daughter and the potentially supernatural events they experience after it. So this sounds kind of good. They've caught my attention. You know, mm-hmm. I love a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. So I'm I know the you opposite. hate the mockumentary. I cannot stand a mockumentary. <laughs> Didn't I force you to watch um, What We Do in the Shadows? I think so. Didn't you like it? I, I feel like remember. you did. Did I? Mm-hmm. I hate mockumentaries. I don't understand why because okay, they're I so can do, funny. I could maybe do like horror mockumentaries, but like mm-hmm. everything else. Mm-hmm. Except, well, look, I guess like Parks and Recs and The, the Office are mockumentaries, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What okay. movie specifically made you hate mockumentaries? <laughs> or maybe think that I hate mm-hmm. them? Yeah. It's maybe drama mockumentaries. Mm. Did you ever watch Drop Dead Gorgeous? Because no. that's like a mockumentary and hysterical. 
Circle. I did not, but I do really love Parks and Recs. Mm. And now this new TV show called Abbott. Mm-hmm. Have you watched that one? No. Oh, it's so I good. hate to break it to you, but you Maybe like mockumentaries. I like, mockumentaries. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate all mockumentaries <laughs> except for except for these two super famous mockumentary style and one things. I'm currently watching. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Maybe I like them. I just. I don't like to be fooled. Kim, you go into it knowing it's not real. Just like a found footage. Ugh, whatever. <laughs> I don't like mockumentaries. <laughs> Bitch, you do. <laughs> Lake Mungo, um, it premiered at the Sydney Film Festival on the 18th of June, 2008. And it was screened again at South by Southwest in Austin in 2009. Everything is filmed or screened at yeah. South by Southwest. If you I would, didn't play South by Southwest, who even are you? I would love to go, but my... Me too. It's so It would seem so overwhelming. Yeah. But we should, we should go. We should go. It, we should go It's just to like maybe one event. Yeah. And then we're, we're out. Then we're done. You know, just like a horror movie. And yes. then we're out, you know? The plot is 16-year-old Alice Palmer drowns while swimming with her family at a dam in Ararat, Australia. Her teenage brother Matthew sets up video cameras around the house to record what seem to be images of Alice's ghost and hijinks ensue, hmm. as they do. As they always do. There is no written dialogue in the script, which mm-hmm. is interesting. There it's was, all improv. Yeah. Only the outline of the story. So the actors have this incredible task of improvising all of their scenes. I would not be good at that. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I, I've never been in. I'd be waiting for someone's cue. You remember our friend Jerry? Mm-hmm. And he did the improv for a yeah, while. And he was really good and at it. And he was good. And Jerry messaged me once and was like, you should come to this improv class. I think you'd be really good at it. You know, you're you're funny this and that. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I would be terrible at that. I would like to say I'd be good at improv, but yeah, I would I be know like, I wouldn't. Um, because um. the whole thing with improv is like, yes, and. Somebody says something, you can't be like, no, and then yeah, and stop then you it. You have to go with it. You have to go with but it. But like, on the cut. No, because no, they've asked me something, I'm like, that's dumb. <laughs> and it would be the end of it. Because that's how I am. Yeah, so yeah. I'd be terrible at that. Maybe we should take an improv class mm. to like get out of our comfort zone. We one day. should. That would be funny, kind of. <laughs> Anderson also served as the off-screen interviewer in the mini document. In the mini document, you can do it. In the mini documentary <laughs> style interview scenes that composed the film, although his role was left uncredited. Yeah, although you still pronounced it, you still pronounced doc- it wrong. But I, I did. And the and the mini doc. <laughs> Anderson served as the off-screen interviewer in many documentary-style interview scenes that composed that composed the film. Although his role is left uncredited. <laughs> oh boy! Oh god! I got that whistle laugh happening. Yeah. Too. That was rough. That I was a real live. I could not say doc documentary. Let's just move on. You documentary. <laughs> documentary. Oh, wow. Lake Mungo has it's Parkinson's. A, oh. <laughs> Lake Mungo has a ninety five percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes and received positive reviews of twenty one out of twenty two critics. That one was like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> that one was you. That's me. <laughs> so maybe we should add Lake Mungo to our list. Maybe we should. Mm-hmm. We'll do it. It's added. Check done. Next up, Blair Witch Project. Yeah, bitch, we covered this. We're not. Yeah, I mean, watch, listen to the episode. Everyone knows about Blair Witch Project, and it's up there on the top five list of found footage movies. But also, we listened to the episode because we definitely did this yeah, one. Do that. It was a fun episode. It was another one. Paranormal Activity. 
also did paranormal activity, didn't we? I don't think we've done a paranormal activity. Let's look. Let's look. I feel like we did it. Well, I could look right. No, I can't. I'm going to look somewhere else. Maybe we didn't. Mm-hmm. No, I guess we didn't. So that's my bad. In my mind, we have done it. I think it's just because I was watching it not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I was watching all the uh, movies, like, because there's, you know, a million of them. So yeah. I was watching all of them. So maybe that's why I think we did it. But anyway, let's talk about paranormal activity. Let's do it. I love it when Megan's wrong, so I'm just gloating. <sighs> you want to take a moment? <laughs> and revel in it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Don't make it sexual. (laughs) Weird. (laughs) Paranormal Activity is a 2007 American supernatural horror film produced, written, directed, photographed, and edited by Oren Pelly. Oren doing a lot of work. Pelly was working, working. Girl, you all right? Jeez, calm down. Delegate, bitch. Delegate. Okay. (laughs) It centers on a young couple, Katie Featherson and uh, Micah Sluet, who are, they call them Mika, Mika in the movie. Ah, uh, Mika. I think. Who are haunted by a supernatural presence in their home. They set up a camera to document whatever it is that's haunting them. And the film utilizes found footage conventions that were mirrored in the later films of the series. In 2007, the film was shot for $15,000. Wow. I made a ton of money. Yeah. It was then acquired by Paramount Pictures and modified, particularly with a new ending that costs an additional $200,000. Damn. Okay. Like the whole movie took $15,000, but that ending, they're like, yeah. Right. 200 grand. Paramount can afford it. They got the money. They sure can. They got money, money. It was given a limited U.S. release on September 25th, 2009, and then a nationwide release on October 16th, 2009. I think September 25th is a better time to release a movie, frankly, because then you have the whole month of October to Mm -hmm. fuck around and get that money. And then, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you know, like, the minute November hits, people are done with horror films. Oh, yeah. They're like, I don't want to see one. They're like, oh, no, it's Thanksgiving. It's Christmas. You know. Paranormal Activity premiered at Screamfest Horror Film Festival in North America on October 14th, 2007. This sounds like a festival that I would would really be into. I was like, "Mm, (laughs) interesting. It was also shown at the Slamdance Film Festival on January 18th of 2008. I don't know what that is, but it sounds kind of fun. And screened at the 36th Annual Telluride Film Festival on September 6th, 2009. And you know that one. Yeah, very famous. (laughs) But slam dance sounds fun. Slam dance? What is going on there? I don't know. We like slamming shit down, dancing. Opa! <laughs> then twerk. <laughs> oh my God, I don't know. Roger Ebert stated in his review, quote, It illustrates one of my favorite points that silence and waiting can be more entertaining than frantic fast cutting and berserk special effects. For extended periods here, nothing at all is happening. And believe me, you won't be bored. That's high praise coming from the king. He hates everything. He does. Honestly, in my mind. It does. That's high praise. Yeah. Uh, The film has grossed 107.9 million domestically and 85.4 million in foreign markets with a total gross of 193.4 mil. The Hollywood Reporter estimated the film made a net profit of $78 million. I wonder how much of that Oren got since he did so much fucking work here. Paramount? Yeah. Yeah. He did everything. Yeah. Oren, you better be a millionaire, a multi-millionaire. You better be. I'd be real pissed off if I was Oren and was not a multi-millionaire. I did everything. (laughs) I even photographed it. How dare you? (laughs) All right, our last one is Hell House LLC. Have you seen this one? I have. I I haven't seen this one. This is on Amazon Prime. This one is also a series. There's three movies, maybe. Okay. I've seen the first two. I've either seen all of them or the first two. I feel like one of them was not available, so I couldn't watch it. So maybe there's four. Anyway, it's good. You should watch it. I will. 
It's entertaining. It's uh, about Hell House. It's a 2015 American, of course, found footage horror film. And it was written and directed by Stephen Cognetti and produced by FBI Films. FBI Films. <laughs> the film, shot as a documentary, follows a group of Halloween haunted house creators as they prepare for the 2009 opening of their popular haunted attraction, Hell House. Hell House. Well, shit pops off on opening night when some sort of malfunction causes the death of 15 tour goers. And their staff. Mm. Oopsie. I don't know what that malfunction is, but something pops off. I do, because I've seen it, but I won't mm. tell you. Don't tell me. Don't tell I me. Won't. The movie reveals the lead up to the tragedy and documenting what exactly went wrong that night, which has been a mystery to the public. So they treat it like, you know, they go around interviewing people in the town where this tra- where the house was and the mm-hmm. tragedy happened, you know, and yeah. that, that kind of stuff. Um, it's good. You should watch it. I'm gonna I watch enjoyed it. Soon. it. I enjoyed the first one. The second one... Not so much? Is not as... Like all sequels, it's just not yeah, as it's good. Not as it's good, still entertaining, but it's still but just not as good. Rotten Tomatoes uh, gives Hell House LLC an 89% tomato meter positive rating. Okay. So that's pretty high. Yeah. Found footage critic praised the cast premise and cinematography giving the film a rating of 7.8 out of 10 which is pretty good it is really good pretty good Mm -hmm. so those are some uh popular found footage films so if you want us to like maybe do one of them slide into our dms Mm -hmm. and let us know which one you like us to cover yeah don't make us cover creep (laughs) or make us cover creep because we know how good the (laughs) podcast is when megan hates a movie so bad anyway moving past that you know they also had like multiple sequels of it like if it's as if one wasn't bad enough mm-hmm. you had to give us like three of them come it's on a little much it's too much i didn't watch the second one i couldn't be bothered i'm gonna watch the first could be arsed there's like a wolf mask just keep an eye out for that um you can find <laughs> on facebook and tiktok and instagram at room 237 the podcast and we're on twitter at room 237 the pod c1 or if you want to shoot us an email with what found footage horror movie you want us to cover next week you can send us an old-fashioned email at room 237 the podcast at gmail.com in the meantime please please don't forget to rate and review us and then tell a friend or two or three about us it just helps us get out there and helps everyone else discover the podcast that you already love. I mean, shout it from the rooftops, take out an ad in the paper. Yeah, maybe get one of those like helicopters or like plane planes with the little with thingy, the, the yeah, banner. The, the yeah. banner behind it. Yeah, no big deal. Just no big deal. Just do what you feel is right in right. your heart. You and know? that's either flying a plane with a banner <laughs> or just telling a coworker. It's one you or the other. You know, you choose. It's up to you. <laughs> what makes sense for your pocketbook? Right. I mean, it's up to you. I'm not going to pressure you. Mm-hmm. No Plane sure. banner is pretty cool. Pretty fucking awesome. I mean, but... you might say your name if we... <laughs> <laughs> we might not. I'm not going to make any not. promises. We don't know. <laughs> All right. So next week, then, we're doing Dale and Tucker. Versus Evil. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>